0: What's up, soccer fans? Welcome to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Sal Qatar, and as always, I am joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? I am doing great, and not only welcome to the Soccer Brothers
1: Podcast, welcome to Season 2, the revamped version of the Soccer Brothers Podcast 2.0. Yes, we are back, and we are ready to record
0: every single week, hopefully. Uh, We know we've been gone for a while, so (laughs) we're just excited, man. I know it's played out to say we're back and better than ever, but I really think we are better than ever. And, you know, so basically no, yeah, the no, last time... I, I feel you. you know this
1: is, this, is like, this is like our summer a year after the World Cup, you know? There's no international competitions to worry about. We just had our vacation off, and now we're back, we're in shape, we're fit, and we're ready to go. We're excited about the prospect of starting a new season.
0: Right, right. I mean, you just graduated from college. I just graduated from high school. Yes. we're new people. It is just two in every sense of the word. Yeah, and,
1: you know, I'm am starting a job, and um, at the Ohio State University. And here's the thing: I'm not working in. I'm, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not working in soccer anymore outside of this podcast, which means. I I won't have to take a hiatus and uh, disappear from the podcast for a year to work for a different soccer team, you know? Right, right.
0: So if you guys didn't know, um, in March of 2017, um, my brother uh, took a job with the crew. Uh, He worked as an intern there, and I was left to do the podcast alone for a while, which kind of led to the decline. I mean, you could argue that we were already on the decline before that, but... um, and then I started doing the podcast by myself uh, for a while, infrequently, but I still did it. I still did it every U.S. game, pretty much. And uh, and then finally, in December, Nihal stopped his internship, but the U.S. had been knocked out of qualification by that point, and I think I can speak for both of us when I say we just weren't... We, we're, our soccer spirit wasn't alive at that point in time.
1: Yeah, so, you know, we... We were pretty discouraged after U- the U.S. failed to qualify, and um, we definitely needed to take some time off from, the from. I mean, soccer in general, you know, pretty much from November or October uh, of last year until this year. Um, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of soccer. We did have one episode in between when we were in India, when we talked about yes. El Clasico, which was yes. awesome. But, uh, you know, we, we haven't recorded since then.
0: So, that was that was a uh, we were standing up for that episode, weren't we? We were standing up, yeah. It was definitely a different
1: <laughs> a different feeling for for a soccerless
0: podcast. Um,
1: but I'm sitting down right now. You're you're over at the University of Wisconsin Madison. Um, oh yes. How is yes. how is that? How is the soccer How's the soccer scene in Madison?
0: I honestly have not been to a soccer game here, but in terms of like professional soccer. There's a lot of people. I made friends with a few people on my floor who uh, are really into soccer, some Arsenal fans, some Manchester City fans, some Chelsea fans. Um, So basically Premier League. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely way easier to meet soccer fans here than it was in Toledo. Um, Right now, in general, the sports culture is a bit down because uh, Wisconsin football just had a pretty terrible loss to BYU at home. I was at the game. It was not fun. I mean, I had fun before we lost and... (laughs) Really? Because uh,
1: yeah. the entire game, I was pretty anxious.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I that agree. was not a great game. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, Wisconsin's, uh, Wisconsin's soccer team is pretty good, so you should definitely go yeah, check the out. the women's soccer
0: team's good, too, actually. Yeah, yeah they both are. Both men and women's, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you definitely should go check it out, you know, have see what it is, maybe make some connections, have one of them on the podcast. Yeah, um,
0: definitely.
1: Yeah, so uh, let's, um, I mean, I, you know, we're not going to, do like a real episode today where we you know usually what we do is we go over the weekend games and talk about some big storylines but since we've been gone for so long we just wanted to talk about uh some soccer stories that have happened in the past year that we were interested in or that and that we liked um and you know not too serious not like in not in depth uh analysis or anything like that so um
0: but before what? we get into that, uh, should we talk about a little bit about what we want to do this time around? Yeah, actually, different. yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Also, also, before we get into that, backtrack. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, if you haven't noticed, we have a new logo, and I want to give a huge shout out to Kat Dranchek, who is a graphic artist. She did a fantastic job with the logo. Um, and I'll put a link to her Instagram account in the description. She also has a website, um, and she does art, graphic design for commissions, so we're really happy with it. and. I don't know. I, I love it. I think it looks great. Uh, yeah,
0: it's definitely really really well done, and it looks like a soccer crest too, which it does. Is what we're all about.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is, um, so obviously, since we you know have been a little bit we've been out of the game, um, our SoundCloud's description expired, so you won't be seeing some of our episodes. So um, we're gonna get that sorted, and hopefully within the next week everything is back um, on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, do you want to talk about some of our other plans?
0: Yeah. So, uh, like we said at the beginning, uh, we're going to refer to everything that happened before as season one. Um, ideally we're going to be more consistent on this show than ever. I mean, during U.S. tournaments we were pretty consistent and we still plan to do that and record even more during, uh, major U.S. tournaments. But, uh, this time around we want to have at least an episode a weekend and even, maybe even more for Champions League and Europa League and stuff like that midweek. So, um, yeah, so that's why we had a format change. It's season two, episode one, this episode, and next time will be season two, episode two, and so on. Um, and I think a lot of soccer podcasts, uh, specifically catered to Americans, cover a lot of Premier League, and we like the Premier League, we enjoy the Premier League, but I think that um, we, you, I mean, you and me both, we like watching, like, all top five or six major European leagues, so we plan to mix it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Sahil uh, is a Roma fan, so he uh, watches a lot of Serie A. Um, and, you know, what's exciting is that there are so many Americans outside of England now that we're really paying attention to the right. Bundesliga um, and even La Liga a little bit. So, you know, I, in terms of Americans, um, still not... I don't know if there are any Americans the top flight right now. I think Shaq Moore went to a Division Two team in Spain. Yeah, he's loaned out. Yeah, so... But, you know, across Europe, there's some exciting prospects. You know, I, I, I'd like to watch Air Eredevese even more. And ESPN Plus, like all those leagues, we have, you know, they have the rights to all those leagues. So, um, right, right. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be easier for us to watch them.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. I definitely recommend, uh, it, it's a pretty good deal. I think it's like 50 bucks a year. So, yeah, especially if you're someone who had been in sports, but right now there's like a lot of, rights difficulties right now so a lot of people don't even have the channel i'm not even sure if we do um but yeah i've been i've just been watching streams like off like reddit because being the app was terrible anyway and i'm not at home so i don't have the channel but there's been a lot of disputes between like local i don't i don't know it's politics man yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man
1: um but yeah so like like sahel said we we definitely are going to be covering some some other leagues, um, and honestly, I, I don't see our at least this season our Premier League coverage being too extensive. Um, you know, I'll I'll talk about uh, Everton, but you know, I would I would much rather watch um, other games from other leagues. So,
0: right, and I think I, I think a goal at least. Is we we never really did consistent Champions League episodes, but I just love watching the Champions League. There's so many good games on. Um, there's always just like a nice vibe to it, and the yeah, crowds are always full. Yeah, cool, yeah. So,
1: well, and then, you I, know, you're you're in college now, so you don't you know you don't have to be from at school from eight to five or whatever. Right. Uh, so right. you know right. we have you have more time to watch the games. Um, you know, once I start work, it's gonna be hard for me to watch the games, but I'll, I'll record them and. Um, we'll try to do some in-depth yeah. analysis. Right. Oh, and yeah. so, something else Something else I want to talk about was uh, we do have a YouTube channel. It's just Soccer Brothers. Um, so, Soccer Brothers Podcast. So, uh, you should definitely go check that out. We're probably going to be bringing new content to that channel. Right now, we just have a few episodes of our podcast. Every episode will be posted there as well. Um, but every new episode, at least. And I'm working on editing all the previous episodes to put on there. But, um... We're maybe not in the extreme um, near future, but long term, we'd like to have some new content uh, on the uh, our YouTube channel. Maybe even some FIFA content. FIFA nineteen looks like a lot of fun. Uh, you know they have the Chinese Super League this year, so
0: I, that's, a that. that's a huge addition. This is a huge addition. The coolest part probably though is the Champions League. I, I just played the yes. demos. It was pretty fun. I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. They have. I forgot about that. They have the Champions League and they have a lot of cool modes and. I think I might try to get back into foot champions. They cut it down to thirty games a weekend, which thank God.
0: What was it before? Forty.
1: Isn't that insane? Like you know, like I would do it like one weekend a month, and my whole weekend would just be shot. And like I was, I was if that one weekend, like I would try not to drink because I couldn't play. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Well is just kind of a different breed in terms of gaming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Expect a not, lot of solo no, YouTube videos of him that's playing not, FIFA. That's that's not true. <laughs> you know,
1: like I it's weird because like I do like my gaming, but I'm not I wouldn't consider myself a hard like I play a lot, oh, but no, I, pl- I play a lot, but I not I I don't play like uh PC games. Like I, I only really play FIFA
0: and Overwatch and Fortnite, you know? Like I don't Yeah, I mean those are PC games. You just play them on the console.
1: Right, yeah, but I don't play like I don't play like League or I, I don't I don't know I don't like try to grind or anything like that. Like I, I'm not like a I couldn't stream, you know. Um, okay. But I I you know I I think like some some YouTube or some FIFA videos on YouTube would be a lot of fun. You know, maybe we choose a game of the week and you know we talk about it while we play it out, or you know we you do and on YouTube you do some quick commentary on some stories that, you know, you like, I know you like doing that. And then the other thing is right now, uh, our website is down. Um, so we're, we're probably going to be moving. Um, we're probably going to be revamping our website as well. So once that's back up and in operation, um, you know, we'll, we will, we'll put that link in the description again. So Um, And the other thing is, if anyone does website design, you know, we'd love for you to help us out with that. And also, if any of you guys make music, we're currently looking for new intro and outro music as well. So completely revamped, completely new for season two of the Soccer Bros podcast. Uh, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to to get back into it.
0: Honestly, and one more thing in terms of interactivity, I mean, if even if you want us to talk about something, or like if you have a question, or even if just like a general game, honestly, at this point, you know, like we we just like love to be interactive and watch whatever game you want us to watch, or like so just let us know. You know, we have a, a Twitter, Instagram, yeah. SoundCloud, everything. Just let us know what you want to.
1: Hear. Yeah, and I, and I haven't really told Sahel about this, but um, you know, on on our website, I'd love to have, I love for it to be more interactive. So maybe having forums, discussions about games and stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, always feel free to uh, email us at SoccerBrothersPodcast at gmail.com. Follow us uh, on Twitter, Soccer Bros Pod, and shoot us a DM. They're open. So, you know, we, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, you know, I think you'll agree with me. I think the best part about doing this podcast has been interacting with people who actually listen to our show For sure. Um, For sure. And even I even
0: like being criticized sometimes. Like I mean it doesn't happen very often, but like a few times I just get a mention and I'm just like, oh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, so it's it's always encouraging to know that you guys are out there listening to us. Um and you know, like we've been saying, we are we are ready to get back into it and be consistent because we lost a lot of momentum. Uh, you know. We obviously we had Landon Donovan on the show, which was amazing, and then after that, you know, we didn't really capitalize as well as we could have. Um, but yeah, and also that was episode sixty of the Soccer Brothers podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, you should. Think you definitely should. And it's a pretty timeless yes. episode.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and honestly, some of that there's some foreshadowing to the qualifying loss in there. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there is. Like, yeah, that's, and we've had other great discussions with
1: Daryl Grove of the uh, of the Total Soccer Show. Uh, episode 6, when we were so young and new, uh, we had uh, Ian Joy on the show and, and some right. other pretty great guests. and Phil Shane. Phil Shane, yeah, Phil Shane was on the show. So, you know, we're trying, and in the future, you know, having guests is something that we're going to want to do. Um, and I think, Sahel, you'll agree with me. What happened on Season 1 of the of Those Podcasts when we used to do it is we have so many things we wanted to talk about that are podcast would kind of be all over the place, and we'd just sort of be touching on certain things, um, rather than really talking about in depth about stories we wanted to talk about. Right. Um, and I think that's something we're we're going to want to change. You know, we know we can't cover everything. We know we're only uh, we only record probably at most once, maybe
0: sometimes twice a week. So we're not going to get to everything, and that's okay. Um, and in in that same vein, or um... Some of the interviews I thought were very, since we were trying to get to so many questions and get their opinions on so many different things, they ended up being more like Q and A's w- w- than discussions. And I think if we do get guests in the future, I'd like it to be more of a discussion, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, one of the guests we are hopefully working on right now is a not hopefully that I am working on right now is a national uh, a national team player uh, in women's soccer. So I'd love to have her on and um, have her talk about the World Cup coming up because that's not too far away. So nope, nope, nope. Um, so look forward to that. And, you know, I, man, I, I just... It's weird. It's weird being back here recording. It's a good feeling.
0: Yeah, it's a good feeling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think... I think, you know, we still have that experience that we had through those 80 episodes, but I just feel way more motivated and way more revitalized right now to, to do it. So, uh, I'm excited. But, uh, so without further ado, um, why don't we, I mean, like Nihal said, we're not going to be too focused or uh, on anything specific in this episode or be analyzing anything too deep. But um, the World Cup happened. Obviously, that was a big deal. And... Um, France ended up winning it. I think we both made that prediction. Actually, that we thought France would win it.
1: You know, France. It wasn't. It wasn't too difficult of a prediction to be honest. It was. It was kind of a slam dunk to pick France. They have a lot of explosive talent, a lot of young talent, um, and they really don't have a weakness anywhere on the field. Uh, so it, you know, teams like Spain, um, you know, they're 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 an aging team. Um, they don't have that much pace. You know, Germany and Brazil are just always looking for a center forward, it seems like. Right. Um, but France, you know, they really have no weakness. You know, you can say Olivier Giroud, he didn't score a goal in the World Cup, but he did uh, so much for that team holding up play. Um, their midfield is stacked I mean, just honestly, just go look at the players that <laughs> didn't make the World Cup right, team. Right. And it's just, it's insane. Um, and I think,
0: I think another thing is that people often like to get really high on this idea of, like, a mix of, like, really young players and really old players. But I think that showed a disconnect for a lot of the more seasoned European teams. I think France has a lot of middle-aged players, players who are in their prime, and that paid dividends, obviously.
1: Right, yeah. You know, it, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, just play, play your best players. If they're 17 years old, play them. You know, K- Kylian Mbappe is one of the best players in the world. And what is he? Is he 19? Is he 20 19, yet? 19, 19, 19, um, so, I mean, just play him. You know, it was ridiculous when... I remember three years ago, or two years ago, Christian Pulisic was making the bench and, like, playing a few minutes for Dortmund. And people were like, oh, no, he's too young. He's not ready to be on the U.S. national team. No, he's playing in front of the yellow wall uh, in Dortmund. Right, right. He doesn't, you know... Are you really telling me that Jassy's artist on the wing is better than Christian Pulisic at that age? It's, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. He's he having he,
0: a good season for the crew. Wow.
1: He's having a great season. Um, you know, he's up there. I mean, no one's going to catch, catch Joseph Martinez, but he's up there in the golden boot uh, race. So, or I guess silver boot race. Um, uh, uh, so, you know, but the thing is, Jassy's artist this season is playing striker.
0: He's not playing on the wing,
1: uh, you know.
0: So, Which we actually, yeah, we vouch for many times on this podcast if you go sure. to all.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the other thing is, I honestly think if players like Weston McKenney and Tyler Adams, or even Jonathan Gonzalez when he was still in our system, were playing in October against Trinidad and Tobago, we might have had a better chance. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah,
0: well, we don't, <laughs> let's not get too...
1: Yeah, no, Uh, we don't get too lanty.
0: Yeah, let's try to limit the World Cup qualifying loss mentions to it like once per episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, uh, another really cool thing to watch, I think, uh, the golden ball winner, Luka Modric, every game, not only were his passes on point, not only was his skill and dribbling on point, but he was working his ass off and it was so cool to see.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's, Luka Modric is one of my favorite players in the world. And, you know, Croatia has always been one of my favorite teams, um, along with France, actually, outside of the U.S. So, you know, I was disappointed to see them lose, especially, you know, they just let the final get away from them. But watching them throughout the tournament was so much fun. The matches they played in, I mean, the the round of 16 against Russia, was that the round of 16? No, that was the quarterfinals, right? Yeah, against quarterback Russia, quarterback. and then the semifinal against England, like those were just amazing games, um, and you know players that you wouldn't consider ha- top echelon players, especially in the in the defense, really showed up, and and you know players like Dejan Lovren, complete people's perspectives of people's perspective of that of him completely changed after the World Cup because he had such a solid World Cup, but right, uh, right, right. like you said, I mean. Uh, and it, and it, and it, I mean,
0: it and earned it the transfer, earned for, transfer guys for guys like, guys like went to Inter. Yeah, so.
1: and Vita. Um, yeah. I forgot where Vita ended up going. But the other thing was, um, I mean, Croatia's midfield is legitimately one or was legitimately one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. So, you know, to me it wasn't surprising to see them have such a great World Cup and get to the final, especially on a side of the bracket that was not too strong. Um, you know, it, people were acting like uh, England losing to Croatia was a bit of an upset, but you and I didn't see it that way. I, I thought Croatia was the better no, team no, and should have no, been no. should have been favored by many people in that match.
0: Yeah, uh, and I'm not I'm not as down as on England as a lot of people are actually, but I this the, I think next cycle they'll they'll be a really strong team. Um, the Croatia definitely just seemed uh, was more talented this. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I think. We'll see. England have a lot of exciting youngsters that didn't even make the team. Um, players that have won uh, youth champ- youth uh, UEFA championships and youth um, World Cups. So um, hopefully a few of those players make it through. And then you have obviously players that were on the team like uh, Marcus Rashford. Um, you know Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane are still young. People forget. <laughs> right, right. So you know it, it's going to be. Exciting to watch the progress of um, progress of England. And something I will say is, this World Cup actually made me excited for forty-eight teams. You know, I, I was so against having forty-eight teams. Um, the next World Cup, I believe, is also will be thirty-two, right? But the one after that right, right. Um, in the U.S. actually will be forty-eight. So I think I think it's really. Um, I don't know. I think it's really disingenuous to say, oh, look at all these teams like uh, Panama and some of the other teams that were terrible in the World Cup. Do you really want to add more? But when you really look back at it, you know, teams like um, Chile and uh, um, who am I forgetting? Italy would would be in a World Cup with 48 teams. I think you you would actually, yeah, Ghana. And and
0: Netherlands (laughs) Well,
1: the Netherlands. I don't think. I they mean, would've...
0: yeah, I get... yeah. I mean, they're not definitely not as talented as they once were. Well,
1: I I, I chose Italy because they made it to a playoff. You know, they right, right. they actually would have been there. The Netherlands. They finished like third or fourth in their group. Yeah, they... Um, I mean, the U.S. would have been there. So I, I I think it's uh, I'm excited for it. You know, I I know I'm not excited for three three team groups, <laughs> but. Um, I, I am excited to see more quality at the World Cup, even if there are even if there are some teams that sneak in that have less quality, you know. Right,
0: and I think the thing to be said for that also is that World Cup qualifying to some extent is a crapshoot. I mean, you never have teams playing at their full strength. Obviously, the teams don't get much practice. Um, so, I mean, there are teams that are talented, like you said, that that don't that don't show themselves how good they are until the World Cup, even if like. Like for example, I, I think um, England for like the Euro qualifying two years ago um, went 10 0 zero. Like uh, no, and,
1: no, you're and, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, qualifying um, qualifying form does not translate to World Cup form. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Uh, Mexico at the twenty fourteen World Cup, they they had a horrible qualifying campaign. They went through three managers. Um, they had to go to a playoff against New Zealand. They had to, it went down to the US scoring a 90th minute goal against Panama. Um, but they came, uh, they came to the world cup in a, in a group with, uh, Brazil and Croatia and they got out of the group and were very close to, um, beating the Netherlands and, and they played well there. So, you know, teams like Italy and the US and Chile, who knows what they would have done at the world cup? You know, it, it, it. It doesn't mean, what you did in qualifying does not mean anything, especially since, you know, the last qualifying match, matches are in November and the World Cup's in June. There are players that emerged that weren't even on the radar in World Cup qualifying campaigns. Um, So, you know, even even a team like Russia, it wasn't World Cup qualifying, but they, wasn't it something, like they hadn't won a game in like a year or something. Um, And they ended up making it to the quarterfinals. So, I mean, granted, granted, those were friendlies, but still, I mean, what, what happens, a tournament is a completely different animal than, um, what
0: happens prior to it. Right. right. So, yeah, any other thoughts on the World Cup?
1: Um, it was fun, man. Like, it was, at the beginning, it was a little bit difficult because it was a constant reminder of how the U.S. wasn't there, um. I, I really enjoyed the times, the start times of the matches, um, except for there were a couple of 6 a.m. kickoffs, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh... but um, you know, having them at like 2 p.m., it was really nice. Um, I, it, was, it was a fun World Cup. It, it, it's probably, you know, outside the U.S. not being there, it was the, the most fun I've had watching a World Cup ever. Uh, a, lot, a lot of great goals, a lot of cool storylines, new teams making it far. Um, You know, teams like Belgium and Croatia I mean, it was great Stars stars showed up As always, you have um, You know, players that become sort of cult heroes Um, So like Cherishev No one really knew about Cherishev prior to the World Cup So uh, It was exciting You know, there's no competition like it In in the world Uh, And it it's just it's so you know the olympics are similar but it's not the same you know it's the the, the entire country gets behind one team at the world cup and it's re, it's really exciting to see these teams from different different areas of the world with different styles
0: come out and show out and play really well i agree i agree i think that i definitely invested less time in this world cup than i did uh, the previous two World Cups, partly because the US was out and partly because I just had a lot of other things going on. But every time I did sit down to watch it, um, it was so, so exciting. Uh, I just remembered that uh, that Belgium comeback versus Japan. I was just in a random house, but it was. <laughs> yeah. I was ca- so captivated by that game.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. And exactly. I mean, it, it seemed like. A lot of the matches were exciting. I, you know, if you want to talk about VAR a little bit, I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty good I thought it was a pretty big, big success actually. Um, I know some people thought it was controversial, but the thing you have to remember is if they go to VAR and you disagree with the outcome, even after VAR, that is on the referee. It just gives the referee another chance to look at it, right? So, you know, either way, it's a judgment. But we can, make, we can make sure that the referee has the correct, the correct view. Right, and, right. So, I, I, you know, I, I think VAR should be implemented everywhere. And I thought they did right, a good right. job of keeping
0: the time short. and. Um, yeah, I, I, I will say I thought it was implemented a little bit better last year in Serie A than it was in the World Cup, and they're doing a really good job with it this year because, um, you know, they had the one year under their belt. So I think it'll be even better next time. And, yeah, well
1: uh, the, the, the thing that I mean I was trying to say is basically you don't blame VAR for a call you disagree with, blame the referee cuz the system is it's the system is not at fault if the referee makes the wrong call. It's on
0: the referee. No, 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 I'm not saying though in terms of
1: I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying that's yeah. that's that's the narrative that I saw.
0: I'm saying um, sometimes they didn't go to it maybe when they when they should have or I mean it seemed more ambiguous sure. and then sometimes it just took too long and it was confusing i think yeah right th- that, that, that's but, fair but, um yeah in, in theory i have no problem with it the execution just could have been a bit better but that's to be expected with anything introduced um, yeah absolutely uh yeah so definitely a great tournament and i'm I, I was very satisfied by it i don't think it's one of those things where it ended and i was like oh my god a thousand days or whatever till the next world cup yep. i right. think right now what'd you say so- I said right. Oh, <laughs> oh I was okay. sort going of wait. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> My bad. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm just excited for this club season now, and I'm really excited to just watch World right. Cup Soccer every uh, weekend. weekend.
1: Right, and I think uh, something else is that now for us, the U.S. being at the World Cup is not an inevita- <laughs> inevitability. Inevitability? I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's not inevitable. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I I'm just I'm really excited for this cycle of the U.S. and uh, to see all the young guys come in and play and and it's not more it, right now for me it's not about getting through the cycle it's about can we get through the cycle uh, and qualify for the next World Cup so um, the one thing that is a bummer is it it's a winter World Cup next time so we have to wait an extra six months um, right but,
0: well, I forgot about that yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I will be graduated. I'm, I'll be sure to take a year off so I can watch an the World Cup <laughs> That. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, we're very excited to do this. Um, and then we can quickly talk about um, how do you feel about some of the USMNT uh, internationals recently and what they've been doing in the Champions League and MLS?
1: Um, well, okay, so... I am really excited about uh, this player. I believe in Sweden, Jonathan Amon. Amen. Okay. Uh, he's a really pacey winger. He's been scoring goals all season. Um, uh, Romain Gall, also in Sweden, uh, has been fantastic. Um, so, I mean, those are two players who haven't uh, played for the full national team um, that I'm really excited about. Um, so, sorry, Jonathan Amon plays in, the, in, the, er, in Denmark. Um, and he has uh, two goals and one assist in five matches this season. He's only 19 years old, um, and, and he's just a really pacey winger, which I think is something that we still don't – I mean, we have Pulisic, but something we still lack. I mean, Kellen Acosta was playing on the wing in the last friendly, which I don't really understand. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Christian Pulisic, I think, is playing well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see players like Tyler Adams um, – uh, in, in uh, Richie Ledesma in Europe uh, next year. Hopefully Josh Sargent comes through. He's been he's been scoring a lot for the Bremen U23s, and he was actually in the first team's official photo recently. So hopefully he gets uh, uh, some more time with the full national team. Um, I think DeAndre edlin has been pretty solid in the right, in the Premier right. League. Um it was a good goal he scored recently. Yeah, against Manchester City. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen. I have to be honest. I haven't seen any of Matt Miazga. I haven't watched any of his matches this season. I haven't been able to watch Anthony Robinson either. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I haven't been watching a lot of matches outside of Everton, so I'm excited now to start watching those players. Right, right. Um, I'm excited for the U.S. to have a manager, hopefully soon, um, and uh, to see what happens next year. Because, you know, World Cup qualifying is around the corner. I think it starts next uh, next fall, I want to say. So... You know, I mean, we have the Gold Cup coming up, but after that,
0: yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, yeah, and we just we're not going to get too much into it, but uh, obviously, two Americans made some major contributions in the Champions League this week. Pulisic had a the best goal I've ever seen, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure. <laughs> just Go watch it now, it was a, a striker's finish, and um. And McKenny had a great assist. A uh, great run, too. Yeah. No, that and, was that
1: uh, was fantastic.
0: Really, um, really, really love watching him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think that's it for now. Uh, our email is soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Email us any questions you have. We go under the handles at Soccer Bros Pod for Twitter and Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you review our podcast. Give us a rating if you'd like. Give us a comment if you'd like. Yeah. Um, and quick, quick
1: correction: Soccer Bros Pod is Twitter and Instagram. Soccer Facebook slash Soccer Brothers Podcast is Facebook.
0: Oh, oh, right. There's no handles on Facebook. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Facebook's for old people anyway. So, Not well, we, we might we might be doing. Saying,
1: you know, who knows? We might be doing some Facebook or Instagram lives. Oh, know? that's a good oh. point.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so we appreciate all the support. Listen to us while you're working out. Listen to us. While you're walking across campus, listen to us while you're cooking. Driving. Driving. <laughs> yeah, anything. I, but I, basically, I won't be offended if you're, the only activity you're doing is not this. Okay.
1: Yeah, this exactly. Thing. Exactly. That's how, that's how everyone listens to podcasts. <laughs> anyway, we are going to let you guys go. See us next time for episode two of season two of the Soccer Brothers podcast. Goodbye, everybody.